to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organisations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I'm the founder of MyVirtualChangeManager.com. Before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Tharawal Country and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I'm recording. And today I'm talking all about change readiness. How do you know that the organization is ready to introduce another change? And this is a step that many, many organizations and projects fail to put into place. It's actually kind of astounding because I remember even as a project or program manager, always having a checkpoint, a go live checkpoint. It was one of the key things to put into play to make sure that everyone was across and everyone was comfortable with um, introducing the product or the process or whatever it may be. It's a decision point and a really key one. So it kind of surprises me that in many organizations that this stage, I guess, or the checkpoint isn't actually part of every single project plan. But let me unpack for you what it means and what it incorporates, especially from a change perspective. So you're certainly looking at if you've got a project or program, you would have a go live checkpoint, right? So it's a decision point. But when it comes to change readiness, you actually need that checkpoint to be kind of a couple of weeks before any sort of system or go live uh, checkpoint, that's for sure. And that's really so that you're getting, I guess, the trends right and everyone engaged on the change well before you're actually introducing it. And I say well before, but really we're looking kind of at two to four weeks out that you're on uh, the path, the right path, the right engagement path and the right training path to be able to introduce the change. And it is a risk management type of measure, actually putting in this type of checkpoint. And it certainly is to create an accountability with leadership that there are cross or issues and risks, that they're accepting risks um, or, or they're accepting if certain things aren't quite ready yet, that they accept and know that there's a plan in place to get them ready before you actually go live. So let me take you through an example. So if you were going to launch a major system and let's say it's a a workflow system. So you're automating the way that approvals are done on a system and you're looking to have, uh, you know, you've got certain operational teams that you've been working with on this particular project. Well, prior to introducing the system, if you're going to automate something that used to be manual, you actually look need to have a look at that you've introduced training, that training's on track to be delivered by the time the system goes live, that everyone's aware of the change, that everyone who needs to be aware. So imagine if this process not just impacts the operations team, but it impacts leadership across the organization. 
that leadership are being briefed on the change well in advance. So, you know, two weeks before the actual uh, change happens that they've been briefed with a range of briefing sessions that they need to go to and that, you know, you're on track with the operations team around making sure that they've completed the training specifically on the system itself and on processes and that that's on track to be completed by the go-live date. Now, that's separate to the systems piece to which the program or project manager is going to put in place a readiness check which might cover the fact that the system testing is on track, that there are no what, what I call SEV1s, so there's no absolute showstoppers that are happening insofar as the system functionality or if there's a need to have workarounds for a period of time, that that's getting addressed. So from the tech perspective or the systems perspective, the project manager or program manager is going to make sure that those things are ready, ready for the go live. So the reason I talk about this is because if you've got a project manager and a change manager on a piece of work, then you really do need to be clear or they need to be clear about who's accountable for what inputs into that checkpoint. And oftentimes just before, say, six weeks out from go live or when you're you know ma- mapping out the scope of the actual project itself one of the deliverables is around ensuring that the steering committee or the program board or whatever that form might take in governance is that they've actually signed off on the criteria for that readiness checkpoint so they know what they want to make sure has happened before they're willing to say yes we're okay for you to actually launch this piece of work so it's a key sponsorship element and for transformation programs, this, is, this isn't a nice-to-have, this is a must-have when it comes to transformation. And there might, might be multiple checkpoints or multiple go-lives that happen within such a big program of work. And so that discipline needs to get put into play. And that's how you actually engage sponsorship and get ownership of the change as well as part of that governance process, which is really quite key. So let's go through some of the, the change readiness inputs that you would expect to see. I've talked about this process around you do your impact assessment, then you have a change management plan. And in that change management plan, dependent upon the requirements of the change or the level of impact of the change, you would expect to see certain interventions. So whether it be training taking place, whether it be showcases, whether it be briefings, um, whether it be the provision of cheat sheets and support materials, whether it be the readiness of publishing things to the intranet or to the knowledge management central repository. So these are the things that you would ensure that as part of the change readiness, you're showing that this activity has taken place, that if you've done training, that the satisfaction or the are you ready to complete your job or are you ready for the system to go live, that sentiment rating from those who've gone through the training that you're capturing that, and that you're really looking at making sure that everyone is comfortable or as comfortable as they can be before you're introducing the change. So just remember those type of aspects if you're actually putting together a change readiness assessment. There's some of the key things that you would actually put onto the change readiness uh, checklist as such for the STEERCO. As I mentioned, like they've, they've signed off already on those measures, so they wouldn't have seen it for the first time when you're actually doing the readiness check it's something that they would have had as a propose. They could discuss it. If there's certain additional elements that they want, that would have been included. And then you're tracking through to that. So you're actually saying about whether you're on track, whether you're at risk, um, or whether there needs to be a leadership in- intervention, 
And it's all about risk and, and levels of acceptance when it comes to risk. If the business isn't comfortable, your sponsor's not comfortable, then uh, then they can make the decision to delay the go live as such, or there could be certain workarounds they might request or further engagement that they might request. And if you think about throughout also a typical program, or if you're looking at a program that's going for more than 12 months, you want to have various checkpoints in place. You want to ensure that from a change perspective, you're measuring engagement throughout that time frame. But certainly that checkpoint prior to go live, and as I mentioned, the bigger the change, the earlier the, the checkpoint you want to put in. So whether it's six weeks, four weeks, two weeks, just as kind of a tracking element to keep everyone informed around the progress of the activities when it comes to change. You can use the readiness uh, checkpoint or readiness methodology really to um, inform that as well. And then if you're looking at an enterprise-wide change plan, so if you've got an indicator board as such or a dashboard that you're using to track change across your organisation, as any change comes before the, the, uh, the actual go-live itself or the major launch, you do want to ensure that that readiness check input is also showing on that dashboard. Obviously, if you have multiple go-lives happening and some are starting to trend amber or starting to trend red, so at risk, then really the executive want to have oversight of that as well. What does it mean if you're kind of packaging up a couple of changes together and then one of those changes starts to flag a bit amber as you're heading into the pathway to a major launch? You want to empower management to make decisions and prioritisation calls. They might put a hold on a particular change because two different elements might be linked in some way and they might actually say we're not prepared to go with the other one because this one has is now starting to flag amber, not just from a delivery perspective but certainly from an engagement perspective and we're seeing that the business may not have capacity to really embrace the change that we're looking to roll out on this bigger enterprise roadmap. So it does help. It depends upon the level of complexity within your organisation, how well you're structured and disciplined. But at the very least, if you, even if you've got a small piece of work that's happening, those discussions around a go, no-go decision, the sense of comfort that you can provide your stakeholders, and it has to be authentic. So just a point to note, there's no point glossing over things when it comes to change um, because it will come back to bite you after you've gone and launched and then all of a sudden people are like, well, actually you said that this was green, but in fact the sentiment in the operations team, for example, wasn't they weren't happy with what was being delivered. Um, there's no point always finding glossing over anything because um, it will always end up in a less than perfect outcome. And oftentimes people then start to question or start to distrust uh, what you're presenting insofar as updates so you really want to make sure that if it is amber, if people are feeling nervous, that you highlight that. And it's up to the managers and the executive to actually accept that risk or not. But you need to, as a change practitioner, or as a project practitioner, always present the issues very clearly and the risks associated with progressing if you actually have a workforce who aren't well engaged and who aren't very not necessarily happy about the change because not many people from a behavioural perspective are ever happy with change, but certainly around if the engagement levels are indicating that actually there's something going on um, around the ability to engage the teams who are impacted on the change, 
they're the type of things that you really want to flag and and alert to management level so that there can be remediation or recovery actions put into place. So just wanted to talk about change readiness and project readiness. It is a really key topic. It is a fantastic discipline to bring into a piece of work and it's something you should really look at. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this short but sharp episode. And, uh, and if you have any further questions, jump onto myvirtualchangemajor.com. Come and visit us there. We're always providing further updates, further tools and tips for you if you're a change practitioner, a project practitioner, or you're just introducing change in organizations. And just remember that change matters because your people matter.